Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Hi. <laughs> what the, What was that all about? I don't know. You know, going with it, I'm channeling my inner, uh, uh, what's his Maybe, perhaps, yeah. I was going more for uh, Andy Kaufman, but, you know, it, uh, it kind of didn't play well. Your, your inner Andy Kaufman? My Co- inner Andy Kaufman, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why you would... I, I don't even understand the 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 where, you, where you're going with that. Don't don't don't, don't try to make don't sense try to of it. yeah don't, don't try to analyze it. Okay yeah. okay because we have enough stuff this week to analyze <laughs> yeah. that we can't make any freak. I can't make any sense. My, of. my mind's going a thousand different places. Oh, at once. I know. But I did actually watch um, about a week or two ago a documentary of the making of Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey, and it was like all the behind the scenes of the. The movie The Man on the Moon, yeah, which yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey playing Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah. And uh, boy, I think that was weirder than Kaufman's life itself. Really? <laughs> yeah, because he just got into it so way over the top. But uh, anyway, interesting thing. I think it's it's either on Netflix or Amazon, but uh, it's the, the, and I don't even know what the story is, but it's the making of The Man in the Moon. I'm sure you can find it. Okay. All yeah. right. There you go. There you so, go. Good stuff. All right. So there's a lot to that's get. That's the most important thing that happened this week is I watched that documentary. That, that's that's yes. the most important thing that happened Absolutely, this week, Absolutely. Right? Without question. <laughs> I think that you might be wrong on that one. You think? Maybe just a little bit. You know, this is one of the first times where... I saw that our audience, some of our audience members actually were very interested to hear of this week's show. Yeah. Because yeah. of the uh, because of the events that happened this week I, that I've uh, in the notes have referred to as the season finale of Trumpville. Well, actually, um, I can almost guarantee that I don't know if they're they're listeners or not, but I can tell you that there were several people that we know personally some of whom very well um, <laughs> that were in attendance that were there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, who? I, I'm not going to say names because they're arresting people, but I know I know of at least at least four people that were there, and I know that you know at least two of them, and probably you probably more. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, so I did not know that. Let me let me put it to you this way, um, <laughs> and don't say a name. One of them gave you a silver dollar one time. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. Northeast Florida. Uh, yeah, just that's okay. enough. Okay. That's enough. All right. um, but yeah, so anyway, it's uh, there were several people that we know uh, that were, you know, at the event itself. And again, we are absolutely not naming names because people are getting arrested. Oh, yeah, because they are. Arre- well, here's the thing. How did you not think you were going to get arrested? But then again, you're taking pictures with the podium. <laughs> Wait a second. The way I know this, the, the way I know this is because uh, they all posted on social media photos of themselves. <laughs> these people are being yeah, arrested. So, so I these guess people yeah. are being arrested because of their own accounts. So wait a second. We, we got to start with this because um, who do you like better, a Buffalo man or podium man? Oh, oh, that's a call. That's, hold on, it's hold a, tough a tough one. call. It's a tough call. Let me see here. Look, here's the thing. Podium man just grabbed a podium when he was there. Right. Buffalo man made a conscious, conscious effort to wear that outfit there. So, like, I got to give it to Buffalo Man over Podium really? Man. Really? Now, see, I definitely go with Podium Man. And the reason I go with Podium Man, because, you know, that guy, he really took a stand. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time we've ever used one of those bits on the show. That is the first time. I've been waiting all Congrat- week to do that. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. thank you very much. All right. So, let's get into this thing first. So, let's... Okay. So... On the sixth, okay, hold on. We got to start before this, though. We got, we you got. It's got to be like you got it. We got to talk about it before this. Yeah. So on yeah. Tuesday, 
Yeah, was the special. We got to start with the the lead up to what happened. Yeah, the lead up to. Yeah. So on Tuesday, the lead up to what was going on, you had the Georgia Senate races, and because of, I for no other re- way to say it, because of Donald Trump and his, and again, I guess this is in my opinion, but because of Donald Trump and his insistence on calling the election rigged in Georgia, he depressed Republican turnout enough that the Democrats swept the election and won both seats. It was, I think it was a combination of him tanking it. And then also the $2,000 thing were the two factors at play that caused enough of a difference that he really did. Like Donald Trump cost the Republicans the Senate. Yeah, well, in in more ways than one, but his direct actions by, you know, um, telling his supporters to stay home, essentially. I mean, here's the thing. He would talk out of both sides of his mouth. Right. Like he would say it's important that you go and vote and that and stuff. So you you, for for people will say, well, he did say this. Yeah, yeah. But he went down there to that. He did down and did a rally. And that rally was just talking about him the whole time. Right. It wasn't talking about to win the election. Like he That's paid all it's lip been service. For a year and a half from him. Oh, it's, it's been like that since 2016. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about him all the time. Right. He doesn't really give a shit about anybody else. The narcissism has reached a level that is just incomprehensible. It's it's yeah. it's. It's he's, dan- he's dangerous at this point. He's, I really do believe it's that. It's biblical. Fortunately, no one is giving the the colonel with the football is just like no, dude. <laughs> you're done. You're <laughs> no, done. just no. No, I, I don't care what you're trying to tell me. No, yeah. I got this thing. It's handcuffed to my wrist. You ain't getting it. Exactly. <laughs> so let's hope that's the case. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this election cost them. Georgia went to the Dems because of this, and they really right. elected like this is. These are some people that should not have been elected into office. That are elected into office. Uh, who cares, man? Again, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm just happy. I'm. I am actually happy that we have a uh, Democrat House, Senate, and presidency because I'm getting my two grand. <laughs> you are going to be getting your two grand. Fucking a. Yeah. You are going to be. I got my six hundred. So well, you're only yeah. going to get fourteen hundred more, I think. Oh, those motherfuckers! I don't. I think they're only going to give you two thousand total. You know what? I'm you gonna, never know, though. I'm going to not vote socialist next time. <laughs> You're going to the next time I not vote, I'm going to vote harder for socialism. (laughs) I'm going to not vote harder or something like that. (laughs) All right. So Tuesday that happens, right? Which you'd be like, oh, that's going to be the worst thing that happens this week. Right. No, 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 no. So there was on social media, there was this whole thing about going up there on the six because on the six is when they actually just count the electoral votes and then go ahead and, you know, and basically make it official as to who's going to be the next president, which here's the thing. And this is part of my frustration. All that they were constitutionally allowed to do was to open them up and count them. There's nothing that Pence could have done there. Well, what they're saying is that Pence could have just not held the not scheduled it to happen but he, that would be, been violating the constitution yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah you can't you can't not do this this was a look this was one of those things where they were trying like like trump who like he's so ignorant of the process either right. he's purposely ignorant of the process or he's just causing chaos for the sake of chaos now he's stupid it's one or the other yeah and it could be that he was just going to want to cause chaos for the sake of causing chaos. But he well, wanted- he no, he wants to cause chaos if he believes it's going to be benefit him personally. Everything he does is and and he, it changes moment to moment. Yes, everything he does, he makes a decision: is this going to benefit me personally? Is this going to make me win or not lose? Yeah, you know, and that is every decision he makes is in that moment, in that mindset. So they have this big rally. And there is when Trump actually goes out there and speaks. Right. Now, at this point, I'd like to play exactly what Trump said when he was out there. Okay. Because so it's, is... the, it's the aftermath of all of this stuff that is, is really the, the big thing. Okay. So this is uh, Trump pe- uh, speaking to his supporters uh, a, 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 on the, uh, essentially on the Capitol grounds. Um, yeah, I think it's right near the Capitol or right near the White House. So yeah, yeah. here we go. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're gonna walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're gonna walk down. We're gonna walk down, anyone you want, but I think right here, we're gonna walk down to the Capitol. And we're gonna cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not gonna be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never 
take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Okay, now here's the thing. First off, oh, hang on a second here. That, that's not playing on the air. All right, so here's the thing. First off, Trump didn't walk down with him. No. That fucking <laughs> coward. Pussy. Pussied out. And he, here's the thing. If he would have walked down with them, it would have been a completely different result. And I actually would have had a ton of respect for him to do that. Right. Like the fact that he said it right then and there on the spot. And then if he'd walked down there, I'd have been like, you know what, man? That, that's, that's balls. You know mm, what I'm saying? Actually, actually, I think that if he had actually walked down there, it would have been a completely different situation. It would actually have been... You know, here's the thing. A lot of people were calling this an attempted coup, which is just absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Completely ridiculous. That, um, that is ridiculous. In, in fact, I, I do want to talk about that in a minute. But if he had walked down there, um, think of what you would have had a situation. Okay. If he was trying to enter the Capitol building and the Capitol police were trying to prevent him and that crowd from entering the Capitol building, you would have a situation where he is with Secret Service agents and Congress has the Capitol police and you would actually have two branches of governments fighting each other. By definition, that would have potentially been a coup d'etat. It would have been a, a battle between two different government agencies. Okay, I would agree with you there. However, when I'm talking about walking down there, I'm not talking about going into the Capitol. Okay. I'm just saying walking down there, like he talked about. Like he did talk about how he was walking down to the Capitol. He didn't say he wanted the people to go into the Capitol. Well, he wanted on. to cheer them on, on but you could cheer them on from outside the Capitol. Have you ever seen the President of the United States walk through a crowd? Okay. He's got a huge entourage. Okay. He's a basically taking an, a small army with him. Yeah. So at some point there's going to be that army advancing going, you, you see what I'm saying? It, it just, it changes the dynamics so much, but the, you, I think you're right. The he wasn't thinking about any of that. The only reason he didn't go down there is because he's a fucking pussy. I mean, I, yeah. I, that, that part angers me. The second part that angers me is this. He's so ignorant of the rules that go along with what they're doing. Like, oh yeah, he, when the, I, he he might know some of them. He just doesn't care. It, he just doesn't care. And he and he set his people up to go down there. And again, did he did he think that they were going to go into the Capitol and do what they were doing? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think he cared. But but there has been so many people that have been riling up both sides that I don't want to say. You should have expected it to happen, but you shouldn't have been surprised when it does happen. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when the, the rhetoric and hyperbole on all sides goes over the top. And the, the funny thing is that I find is that <laughs> from my perspective, this event, um, and I don't even know what to call it because it's been called everything from a protest to a civil war yeah. and everything in between, this event was like not even that big a deal. And nobody is putting it in any type of context. Like, okay, so here's the thing. They definitely, these people definitely broke the law. Okay. They violated, like, they people died. Right. Because of this. One police officer died. One capital, uh, capital police officer. One woman got shot. And then a, a couple of people died off of, like, it, it, well, hang on a second. Nothing like this has ever happened since 1812, right? That's what they were saying. That's what they're saying. They, they, they're saying this is an insurrection. This is a you know an, a, an attempted coup. This is all these things. All right, let, let's let's go over a, a few of the things that have happened recently uh, at the Capitol building. Um, well, uh, let's see. In 2018, you had the Kavanaugh confirmation, which everyone forgot. Which Code Pink and thousands of other people actually stormed the Capitol and actually almost got into the, the Senate chamber and they had to, uh, you know, uh, stop the hearing and everything like that. Things were going on outside and, you know, they almost got into the, the Supreme Court building. Mm -hmm. But that never, never at any time was that referred to as anything like a coup, a civil war, an insurrection. Never were those people referred to as domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, 2018, you also had the Catholics. Storm and occupy. Oh, and by the way, in the Kavanaugh hearing, 300 people were arrested. Okay. 300 people arrested. Okay. Uh, in 2018, the Catholics stormed and occupied the Capitol and laid down in cross patterns on the floor so uh, no one could get anywhere. 
Um, they were doing that over immigrant detention centers. 70 people arrested. Okay. Not insurgents, not a civil war, not anything like that. They were just protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, 2017, healthcare, 80 people arrested. Okay. In 2016, uh, Democracy Spring uh, over corporate influence in government, uh, over 100 people were arrested. Um, you know, so this is going on. Now you're saying, well, you know, most of those were just peaceful protests, right? This is the first time anything violent has ever happened at the Capitol building, yeah. right? Nothing since 1812, of course, because mm-hmm. that's what all the media is saying. Nothing like this has ever happened since 1812, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's go through that. 2001, anthrax, fucking biological warfare in the Capitol building. 1998, guy goes in and shoots up the place. Two Capitol police officers dead. Um, 1983, Bombing anti-Grenada and Lebanon, uh, uh, you know, anti-war protesters bombed the friggin' Capitol. Okay, uh, 1971, another bombing in the Capitol. Um, that was anti-Vietnam War, Weather Underground. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's see, 1967, the Black Panthers stormed the Capitol armed. Okay, overrun and occupied the place, and they were armed. As far as I know, there wasn't really any uh, anyone armed uh, at the. Uh, Maybe I've a heard, few people. I've heard different reports on that. One. I haven't seen any evidence of that. But these guys had definitely long guns and a whole lot of them. Okay. Uh, 1954, Puerto Rican nationalists who wanted uh, an independent nation of Puerto Rico actually stormed the Capitol and shot five congressmen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows that happened. The Puerto Rican nationalists, separatists, stormed the Capitol and uh, shot five congressmen. And yet, but nothing, nothing like this has ever happened since 1812. And, you know, that is part of the reason that we have the world that we live in today is because nobody, and we've said this a thousand times, nobody can put anything in perspective. Yes. And here I just rattled off two bombings, two shootings, four or five assaults, a biological attack on the Capitol building in the last 60, 70 years. Okay, but everybody in the media is like, this never happened before. And that's what happened is because when you hear that, you fail to put things in historical context and you think nothing like this has ever happened before. And, and I really want to go into a couple other things that the media is talking about. Hold on real quick, though, real quick, though. Hmm. You know, Adrian is fired up on something when he took notes oh, yeah. for the show. Oh, yeah. Like there is a piece of paper that Adrian's looking at with his former nicotine stained hands. <laughs> I made a spreadsheet, too. And he made a spreadsheet about this by the way right. folks just to let you know well schumer okay mm-hmm. is on the the floor of the senate saying calling comparing this to world war ii he compared the protesters storming and occupying the capitol for a few hours and stealing a podium and kind of mussing up nancy pelosi's office to the attack on pearl harbor <laughs> he said that this day will live in history alongside december 7th 1941 oh my God. it is a day of infamy is what he said. When you have that kind of hyperbole, it's no wonder people get to these levels. And they called him domestic terrorists. And the other thing I, I, I was thinking of is the media kept saying, and even my wife said this, oh my God, what are all the other countries around the world thinking about us right now? Oh my God, what could they... Well, let's... I don't know. What's the UK thinking? Who the fuck knows? They're too drunk in the street because they're out binge drinking every night. Turkey, what are they thinking of us? I don't know. They're too busy with the fucking Arab Spring. France, what do you think France is talking about? Well, they're probably talking about y'all aren't starting enough fires and, and you need some yellow vests to borrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Greece, what the fuck are they thinking? They're thinking, hey, let's have some more austerity because that's what they're protesting and burning shit about. Hong Kong, how about them? You know, they fought off China as long as they could. They're probably thinking you're a whole bunch of pussies. Russia, fucking A, man. They actually had a coup. They've had a few of them, you know, in the past couple of decades. So who the fuck gives a shit what the rest of the world thinks about us because they got their own fucking problems. But I don't know if they're sitting there every single day talking about this is, oh my God. Russia, we had some people come protest in Moscow, and this is the worst thing since the Bolshevik Revolution. You know, they, they don't do that shit, or maybe they do. I don't know. But the point is, is that nobody, nobody takes a step back and says, oh, well, you know, hey, a bunch of people went into the Capitol building, made a little bit of a mess, a couple of people died. Yeah, it's another day. I mean, it, that's really what happened. Okay, so let me, okay, so the, you're absolutely right about that stuff, but let me just say this, though. Look, I could tell you a whole bunch of reasons why you should storm the Capitol. I could give you a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. Out of control debt, endless wars, the Federal Reserve basically, you know, making our currency completely worthless. 
politicians stealing our money. You could give me a myriad of reasons as to why you could justify yourself in storming the Capitol. This is not one of them because Trump lost an election because he acted like a dumbass. And because the, the people that were there thought somehow that they were being patriotic and could, could actually overturn the election by just going in there and stealing Nancy Pelosi stuff. Like there, there's so many reasons to do it. This is just such a bullshit reason to actually do it. Well, I would, I would disagree with you there and you're free to. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, there's never a bad reason to attempt to overthrow government. So, you know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> I'll have to cede that point. Yeah. I'll have to cede that point but a little bit. Of the reasons, this is probably not the best of them. It just no. looked it just looked bad. Well, the thing is, is that if these protesters, and again, <laughs> we personally know a lot of these people, or at least some of the people that were up there, and we know a, a lot of people that think like this, if they would just step back and realize that they've gone from having any type of movement with a cause to just a cult following one man. Yes. I mean, that's really all it is at this point because they have thrown out everything, literally everything that they espouse to believe in. And even, especially originally constitutionally, but even when the, the, the law and order stuff, they threw that completely out the window. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just literally, they are willing to absolutely just destroy all of what they said were their core principles for this guy. Yeah. And it just makes no sense. I don't understand it either. Like I don't, cause here's the thing. Look, let's look at the election itself. Was there fraud in the election? Was there things that were wrong with the election? Sure. I, I definitely yeah. guarantee you that there was some stuff out there. Absolutely. I but don't you know question what they, that at all. But here's the thing. You know what they did? You know what Trump's lawyers didn't do? Prove any of it in a court of law. Right. They didn't prove any. Look, they didn't. They weren't. Look, there were states where they didn't even look. They didn't even say in their own court documents that it was a fraudulent election. Like they were not claiming fraud. There was not enough votes. They for didn't him have any evidence of because it. they didn't have any evidence. Right. Now, here's the thing. Did they make rule changes all around the country with the um, the mail in thing? The mail in yeah. voting. Did could that have caused Trump to lose? Possibly. Yeah, it's possible. It probably did. But here's the thing, though. Like, and let's give Pennsylvania as an example of this. It was a Republican legislature that actually got that rule passed like a year ago before COVID. It was pre-COVID that they passed the rule. Right. Now, if the Republicans did it and they violated the Constitution of that state to do it, they had enough time to actually change it. But they didn't change it. And the reason they didn't change it is they thought they'd be able to, to, to benefit from it. Right. And only after they ended up not benefiting from it do they try to stop it from happening, which is why they threw it out of court to begin with. It's not that they were wrong. It's that they knew they were wrong for a long time. So this whole thing was nothing but political theater and one side ginning up their base to have them go and do something again, not saying specifically go into the Capitol and do this, but you got to stay strong. You can't show them weakness. Well, standing out front would have been showing him weakness going inside would have been strong then. Right? Like that's what, right? That's, exactly. That's what Trump did. Now, Again, would have had a lot of respect for Trump had he been in the line and doing that. But the fact that you got back in your car and went back to the White House shows that you're like, if I was if I was the Trump supporters, I'd be mad at Trump more than anybody else because this is the guy that's led you astray it's and has religion, led you dude. with ignorant information. Happen. He's been he's wrong and he either knows he's wrong or he's too stupid to know he's wrong. Either way, you've been played by snake oil salesmen like him, like whatever his lawyers and stuff like that, the Kraken bitch. Like you've been led astray by all these people and the end result was when you went in there, now it's all law and order. And if any of those people had a problem with any of the BLM riots, then you shouldn't have a problem with what happened that day. Oh yeah. You shouldn't at all. And that's why one thing for Adrian is, look, Adrian loved the BLM riots, right? Oh, I did, totally. And you you know what? You love this too. I absolutely. I so do. You know what? But you, I, I you love have chaos. Been, you have yeah. been consistent in your messaging. Both sides here have been shown to be hypocrites, and it's both all, sides. Both of them are. I, I haven't found a single consistent person um, because the left, the the whole time. I mean, we talked about it. You know, during the uh, the all summer, the left. It was like, oh, well, you yeah, know, well, well, they they may be setting fires and looting, but they're mostly peaceful. Peaceful yeah. protesters, you know, they're, and these people, you know, they were war criminals. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So the left went from war criminals uh, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, went from, uh, I'm sorry, a peaceful protesters to war criminals. 
and essentially doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, actually, I would say BLM, they were destroying private property. I, I actually. It, well, they destroyed I, government buildings. Too. I, I frown upon destroying private property. I, I have no problem with destroying government buildings. You but, know, but, uh, if you li- so, but if you listen to the justifications, like if you right. listen to the justifications that the people that were storming the Capitol used. Right. And they were, you know, they're not listening to us and we need to make our voices heard. And we, you know, this is, you know, this is a coup. And, the, you know, like their, ju- their justification right. was, was, was similar to the justification that the Black Lives Matter protesters were using for what their egregious acts were. And the egregious acts that were being justified by the um, by the Democrat politicians for what Black Lives Matter was doing is the same one that was being used to justify what they were doing in there for the... Like, the arguments well, were would, the same. Well, I would actually say that uh, BLM had a, a much better justification. You know, they, but it in was general. the same. But they were saying basically the same. Thing. Oh, they were. They were. And you know that the right, by the same token, is hypocritical. The the left, and especially the media. I mean, e- even the the right leaning media like Fox News has been totally hypocritical in that. Um, you know, well, actually, I they might have been calling. They might have been a little more consistent because they were calling BLM thugs, and they were also calling the people. Uh, you know, uh, storming the Capitol thugs. Well, yeah, because once that started happening and they started yeah. storming the Capitol, is that most politicians at that point were cutting bait and were. We're denouncing right. it, which, by the way, even Trump did, by the way, you know, how much how fucking pussies are our senators and our representatives <laughs> laying down scared, um, you know, uh, putting on gas masks because Buffalo man's outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no. So as soon as that happened, they, 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 you know, they put them all in, they barricaded in place and then they moved them into different areas and stuff. Right. And they did. And those people ended up running around the entire Capitol. Right. Like yeah. somebody was sitting at Nancy awesome. Pelosi's desk. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. They stole her laptop. Did. Yeah. Like they stole the podiums. They, there was a somebody sitting in Pence's seat in there. Like this was a, and it didn't last very long, by no, the way. It was but, only a couple hours. Yeah. But the thing is this though, like. Hold on. Another another point to make here is you want to talk about like we talk a lot of times about how, you know, like the big bad government will, you know, this and that and blah, 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 blah. And they'll, they'll get you. And, you know, they, we you can't do anything as a regular citizen. A bunch of regular citizens just stormed the Capitol and basically took it over for a couple hours. Like, uh, hey, they yeah. did, though, but they, they did. They, they, they did. But. Here's the end result. The only reason that happened is because the police showed a huge, huge, huge amount of restraint. Yep. Holy and hang on a second. Hang they on a killed second. somebody. Given the circumstances, they showed a huge amount of restraint. They showed a lot more restraint than they did when um, you know BLM was surrounding the White House. You know what I'm saying? They just backed off and, and let them. They didn't, you know. I mean, they tear gassed them a little bit, but what I'm saying is in general. Um, I don't think it was that much of a difference, though. It was pretty close, honestly. But but they retreated. And I think that part of the reason that they retreated was is they just heard the president of the United States telling these people that we're going to the Capitol. Well, that's true. No, no, no. That part's true. No, no. <laughs> you know and saying? that part's true. So it's like, did did we just get ordered to stand down? We, You know what I'm saying? I can well, understand. And the police the weren't ready. And the police were not ready for this. No, no, not at all. But, but and that, here's the thing, though. That was kind of their fault, though. They should have been ready for this. I don't know. I mean, really? You should be ready for a riot after a presidential rally in Washington? I mean, seriously. You should be... Here's the thing. Considering how contentious all of this stuff was, and if they believed the rhetoric that was coming out, then they should have been ready to at least have enough security in place to stop people from coming in. Well, all the guys in charge have resigned, so... Oh, yeah. No, no. You have mass resign... Look, you have mass resignings everywhere. Right. That's DeVos resigned. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Mark Miller or yeah, a bunch of people in the cabinet have resigned. Yeah, a bunch of people in the yeah, cabinet have resigned because of this. I don't know how you couldn't not resign because uh, you know it's just, the guy is off the reservation completely at this point. I mean, I mean he's he's he, look. I always kind of joked that he was dangerous, and if things got bad for him, he might just push the button just to you know <laughs> change the conversation or something. Um, but in the past few days, I've, I've actually thought that as a, you know, kind of an almost a possibility, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's just that, like we've said before on the show that the man is so much invested in his own personal winning or losing. He cannot lose. And if he does lose, he needs to somehow convert that into a win and he will do whatever 
is necessary to do that. In his mind, literally, he divides the entire world into winners or losers, and he always has to be in the winner category. Yeah. And the fact that he lost the election has put him into a mindset that he can't deal with. I mean, I think he's really having essentially a mental breakdown at this point. Now, let's play the next clip, though, because this is the clip of him. This is after things have gone on for a while. And, you know, he's he's right um, now at this point. Yeah. And let's play this clip. This at this point, the Capitol building is occupied by the protesters. He said to go there mm -hmm. Um, at this point. You know, the situation is is really bad. Um, and the media at this time was reaching out to him on the air saying, Mr. President, please call for calm. Call these protesters off. Yeah. Uh, of course, they were being overly dramatic and it was a whole bunch of bullshit. Well, yeah, yeah. But the point everybody's is, playing for the camera. At this everybody's point. playing for the camera. But the point is, is that everybody was asking the president to, you know, appeal for calm and, and ask these people to stand down. And okay. this is what he says. This is what he says. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Right. I, I mean, is it, like you still narcissistic. You still can't get past the fact that you lost. Right. It wasn't right. a landslide. It wasn't a landslide. And there's look, and it's I'm your sure, fault. And we've said it repeatedly. I'm sure that somewhere, somehow there's been a little fraud here and there. But your team has not been able to provide any evidence. None. None. You know, if, if you could go to the, the American people and say, okay, here's the evidence we have. Uh, you know, we subpoenaed these machines. We did analysis. And look, they're changing votes. Mm -hmm. You know, or these, you know, we, we collected these mail-in ballots from these areas and the signatures don't match. And, and you know, if, if they started doing stuff like that, but they haven't presented literally anything like that. Nothing. Nothing to the scale that they would need in order to adjust the election. Well, no, every, I, I haven't seen any hard evidence of fraud. I've only heard like anecdotal stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I saw these people and they took a box out from under the table. Well, maybe just someone put a box of ballots down there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been they that. They double counted them. And, right. And here's the thing too. Like, so if you listen to, okay, so another thing is a couple days before that, they had the phone call that aired the, from the, he was talking to the Georgia secretary of state. And he was going after him. He had to, you know, about, and if you listen to that call, that guy was refuting everything that Trump was saying on the phone. Well, they're taking your machines. No, they're not. Right. Oh, but they're moving out the guts and, and the yeah, insides. Like, no, they're not. Sir, Mr. President, no, that you have incorrect information. That didn't happen. Here's what happened. Yeah. And he, you know, Trump, and he, again, Trump was threatening, essentially, mm -hmm. um, the Georgia Secretary of State. And he was saying, you just got to find me 12,000 votes. Yeah. You know, that's all you need to do. Just, just find me 12,000 votes. That's it. You know? And again, and you'll be a hero if you do. Now, if you don't, there's going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. And when the president of the United States says you have to do something or there will be consequences, that's a threat. I mean, he's the most powerful person <laughs> yeah. in the world. I, I, you can't spin that any other way other than being a threat. Like you, that's the other thing about it, too, is that Trump is the president of the United States. And with that role comes a unbelievable amount of power and that he doesn't have any respect for that power and will try to yield it to his own devices whenever he wants to, whenever somebody's not doing something that he wants them to do, he will try to wield that power. And I mean, that's the part that I think that a lot of times when people say, and this is where, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to have to say this though. But when somebody like Biden says that president's words have, have power. They do. Oh, absolutely. Without question. He's not they wrong They have global power. Yeah. They, can, they can change the world. Yeah. They can, they can move markets. 
Uh, they can move militaries. Mm-hmm. You know, they they his words matter a lot. Um, and really, the fact that someone <laughs> like this can become president is the best argument I have is for why we shouldn't have one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that argument alone, that a single man has that much power, is a good argument for not having a president. Yeah. It's just, like, this whole situation makes me so happy that I have begun my exodus from active roles in politics now. Like, I'm look, I still am involved in some some political stuff, and I'll still help out where I can in certain areas. But at the same time, like, I am so, I'm so disappointed in everything at this point because you have... The groups of people, and again, these are people that we knew some of these people. That how did you allow this guy to convince you for these reasons to do what you're doing? To abandon your principles. To abandon and, and, them completely. And these are people that I really thought had solid, solid core principles. Yeah. And these are people I, you know, I, I would still call friends and I, oh, I, I still do. Yeah. I still like these people and, and don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand how they can be so diverted from their path by one guy and, and think that they're following their path. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's the thing too. Like, like you realize that this guy Trump here has added more to the debt than Obama ever added to the debt. Oh my God. Like yeah. to an, to an incredible degree that he had no principles whatsoever when it came to things in office. He was a, he was a populist. Now here's the thing. He's was he violated an, the constitution more often than Obama did. And, and, and here's the thing too. He also look, was he anti establishment? Yeah. Only because he was just pro him. But he, yeah, because he, yeah, because he was pro him. <laughs> right. And because he wouldn't, he wasn't playing along with what they were doing in uh, up there. And most of the rest of the political class hated him. That's true. Look, they hated Trump. And if you hate the political class, then I guess in that aspect, what Trump is doing is by pissing them off, you're kind of happy about that. Well, right. And I can understand it, that part. And that is another giant fallacy that, humans, I will say, have, especially Americans seem to have, is that the enemy of my enemy is is my friend. No. No, it, not necessarily. I, mean, I agree with you, but I'm saying, yeah. no, that's not the case. No, and that's what I think a lot of people fell for, is just because, you know, the media hated him and he hated the media and the establishment hated him and he hated the establishment did not make him necessarily your guy. Yeah, hold on. You know, Stalin, when he came to power, he hated the establishment and the establishment hated him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Marx did that too. Like the enemy of my enemy of my friend is why the Twin Towers is one of the reasons why the ten Twin Towers led up to that those falling. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, did you hear the other thing that happened? Now, this was it originally this week. It would have been a big story if it wasn't for everything else that happened. Uh, but uh, on the day of the confirmation, um, uh, the Electoral College uh, count yes. in Congress, there was actually a threat that was broadcast over uh, FAA airwaves uh, so that air traffic controllers could pick it up in the Capitol uh, that said the uh, they were going to, to fly planes into the Capitol building uh, to avenge Soleimani's death. Oh my God. So there was actually a, a what they were calling a credible threat uh-huh. to the Capitol building on that day. And there was a question whether it was going to go on. And of course, you know, obviously they were trying to make it look like the, it was the Iranians. But really, you think the Iranians are going to like attack on the happen to be on the Electoral College count day? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was obviously another, um, you know, uh, Trump backing group. Uh, that was doing this, but this was or a Trump backing person. It may not have been a group. Yeah, it could, it, it could have been. It a, takes one person making a phone call to do this. Not a phone call. It was actually broadcast over uh, FAA okay, airways. Well, it does take a little bit more. It, than so that, it takes then. someone with a transmitter that you know aviation uh, um, frequencies. Yeah, but somebody it, that knows what they're doing. It's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be someone who has a pilot's license, essentially. Um, but yeah, so that was going on, and and that kind of that would have normally been a. Uh, a big, <laughs> big deal for yeah. all the other news <laughs> that happened. Now, the other thing is this, though, is that there's reports, though, also that the Capitol Police actually rejected offers of federal help to quell the mob of people. Like, the thing about it is, is that, I mean, a lot. The, I know the Capitol, the Sergeant at Arms and stuff like that, all these people are all resigning now. <coughs> They've all resigned at this point because right. of this, this whole thing. Right. But 
part of it was that there were there was manpower available that they didn't tap into. Well, here's the thing, and and you have to understand the Capitol Police, and I've actually uh, had encounters with the Capitol Police, and I can tell you they are a, a great law enforcement organization, uh, one of the best. They show a huge amount of restraint when it comes to First Amendment issues. Um, and I, <laughs> I was actually in 2009, uh, I was actually up at the Capitol building and I was actually climbing on the edifice that you saw in all the videos <laughs> and I get to the top and, uh, um, there's a Capitol police officer and he just looks at me and just kind of points down, <laughs> like get down. And he kind of shook his finger at me, you know, like a, like a, a, a grandparent would do yeah. like, go on, get, get out of here now. Get down. And I, I, I waved and did. I followed instructions, you know, but that's what I'm saying is I probably chances are I was committing a felony and the Capitol police officer was just like, go on now. So, but in the, in the situations, in the protests I've been involved with, with the Capitol police, I think they take, they take the people's right to protest very seriously and I think that is it's their natural instinct. Like like we talked about, the Capitol has been stormed and occupied in the last five years, five other times. Yeah. Okay. Which nobody talked about in the media. Nobody talked about that. So the Capitol Police, I think, are just like, um, you know, well, okay, let them in. They'll, you know, they'll stand around. They'll muck. You know, they'll chant. They'll lay down. They'll do a sit-in, whatever, and we'll shoo them out of here eventually. Yeah. And and I think that was their mindset. What was different this time is that, A, the president was promoting it. Yes, which, which he did do. Which meant which meant the left, uh, who is in, you know, essentially in control of Congress at this point, um, you know, is going to completely overreact to it and call it an insurrection. The media is going to run with that. So what changed in this one what made what actually caused the problem was everyone's overreaction to it. Yes, because like I said, this ha this exact same thing happened during the Kavanaugh hearings um, in 2018. Code Pink, a thousand people stormed the Capitol building as the actual confirmation hearing was going on. They're pounding on the chamber doors. You can hear them shouting. Um, they had to shut down the the uh, the confirmation. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. They they got in. Some of them got in. They were disrupting it. They were shouting from the galleries. They were being drug out. You know, it was it was a it was the same type of thing. The difference is is that it was you know it was they didn't look at these people as a threat. Okay, mm -hmm. but they did look at the Trump people as a threat. And I think that most of that was politically motivated because there's no hard evidence that I've seen that anyone was armed. Now, look, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, pro-Trump Republicans. I'm sure that there were a few people concealed carrying and stuff like that. But none of the Capitol Police died of being shot. No, no. And it, the only person that died of being shot was someone that was shot by the Capitol Police. Right. Right. Who was who was, you know, scaling a wall or whatever she was doing at the time and got shot in the neck and died. But that was only after the call from the media was we got to bring in the troops. We got to we got to fight these people. We yeah. have to we have to turn this into a war. I think initially nobody got hurt until after the Capitol Police really started pushing back. Yeah. And that was the difference. If they had let this go along, like they let all the other protests happen in the past, you know, several years. And again, I only went back five years for the how many times the Capitol had been occupied. I, you know, you go back 20 years, 50 years, I'm sure that list grows to, to 20, 50, 100 times. You know, this happens all the friggin' time. Well, and I think it wasn't until the hyperbole and the overreaction and the, oh my God, this is nothing like this has happened since the War of 1812. Oh my God. Until that happened, the police response was the right response. All right, all right, let's just back off. We don't. That's why initially when the protesters were coming in, they were taking selfies with the Capitol Police because it's like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. and And that's what the mindset generally is well the other thing that's going that the left was using on this one is the race argument as well though and i really do find that the race argument was somewhat bullshit because uh, here's the thing hold on this riot happened over the course of a couple hours it wasn't a siege for days it was a couple hours 
they've allowed other protests like Black Lives Matter to go Million on Man March. for a long, long time. And that the number of people that were arrested wasn't very much. The number like and they're coming back now. And again, some of these people, if you're stealing stuff and committing federal crimes, taking a selfie is just <laughs> right. the, the wrong thing to do. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, you know, with taking selfies and like holding the podium and being like, Hey, look at me. I got the podium right here. Like, or I'm going to sit know, at Nancy Pelosi's desk because that's not a crime to, to me. That would be worth 90 days in jail. I guess I get, and that's probably what a lot of those people were thinking. Yeah, but now they're you know they're getting fired from their jobs. Right, there's all kinds of well, problems you know, that's going to happen. Actions have consequences. There, there are representatives that were part of it, like state house reps. And yeah. I know of one in particular right. that now has resigned. Yeah, he was just elected, and now he's resigned. Like, so if you were going to try to do it, that that. By the way, podium guy is is from here. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, grew up in Pinellas County, lives in Bradenton now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he still have the podium? I don't know. I hope so. I hope he stashed that somewhere. Do you I think hope he they might never have hit the podium somewhere? I hope so. I hope it's like you know Nick Cage doing a national treasure thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I'm definitely getting me a, a buffalo hat. You're going to get I'm, one of those I'm, buffalo I'm hats? I'm going to get a buffalo hat, yeah. I did put up a meme. I put up a meme this week of, um, it was from Vermin Supreme. Yeah. Saying like, you know, like like the Vermin's thing was like, you know, they, they said that, you know, libertarians were going to be considered bad or fringe because of <laughs> Vermin Supreme right. when you got Buffalo Man roaming around through the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? So like, I thought that part was actually kind of funny. I, I do cherish the photographs of, of Buffalo Man at, you know, at the dais. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And the guy putting his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. To me, that's just, look, I don't agree with why they were doing it, but I love the fact that they did it. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and here's the thing. That's why, like, when I was thinking about this and when you were like, oh, you know, I love it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know what? To me, this is like BLM he's, burning a police station. He's, he's consistent. Yeah. At least he's consistent. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't like that. Look, I didn't like the BLM riots. I don't like these riots either. I don't like either one of them. It does surprise me what, and you've always been this way, what a law and order guy you really are. You are a kind of a law and order guy. I mean, I guess in some ways, in some ways, and I the am. funny thing is, you you just think it's rude. <laughs> yeah, it's rude. It's it is rude. It's kind of like that CNN uh, uh, Senate debate uh, many many years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. we're sitting there, and and uh, we. <laughs> We got tickets in. We got to, okay. It's a side story. So Alex is running for U.S. Senate. This is the year is 2010, mm-hmm. and this is the last debate. This is the last debate. USF. There's a, there's a it's at USF. There's a U.S. Senate debate between uh, Marco Rubio and Kendrick uh, Meek. Kendrick Meek and Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And. Uh, so hey, and you, they, for, you forget he was in that race too, right? <laughs> it's like we're are we? And I like Charlie Chris, but we're always fighting Charlie Chris. It seems. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, the the uh, we uh, they wouldn't let you in, just mm-hmm. like they never let libertarians into it. And we actually got tickets in. We were backstage for a little while with Candy Crowley. I, I don't remember how that happened. We you got no, no, interviewed it was or something afterwards. Oh, that was afterwards. It was okay. afterwards. And you spoke at the the watch party, which yes. was really cool. Uh, but we were actually in the audience at the uh, debate, and I'm and my whole plan as your you know uh, de facto campaign manager mm-hmm. was to disrupt the thing. I wanted to go full on code pink. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you wanted to. And I'm like. And I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity, and I start. I'm, I'm literally elbowing you. I'm like, now, go now, go now, stand up, stand up, go now, go now, come on. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. And afterwards, you were like, you know, it just seemed rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. I just, I, it's, it, I, it, you know. I mean, I, I guess I am still consistent in that aspect. You are very consistent. I have a, I do have a weird set of, of governing, of personal governing things. And you don't like can, BLM burning down buildings and you don't like, you know, um, uh, Trumpsters uh, tearing up the Capitol. No, I don't. You know, and I, I love both those things. So, I, you know what? I understand why you like both of those things. I right. do get the point that you're making because you're definitely like you're, you're, you want the chaos at this point well I, I i do but i want the chaos because um we have to get through the chaos in order well, to get back to what destruction we want to leads to a very strange road but it also breeds creation to quote uh, uh red hot chili peppers and so in order to, to they were right they are right um it, it um it it really you have to go there to get to where we want to be. There's no other way around it. So the chaos is, I see the chaos as a, ne- a necessary step 
towards a higher degree of freedom. And so is anarchy. You have to get to anarchy um, first before you can get to a form of, of, if you're going to have government, a form of free, limited government. Yeah. And then once you create that, it, it, then it just starts going downhill from there. And it's, you know, you're going to... You're going to screw it up eventually, and eventually you're going to get to where we are today. But you Cause, have because the cycle always goes the, around. Yeah, the, the, exactly. For, for everything, there is a season, and this is the season for you know chaos and anarchy, so that we can get to a form of very limited government um, and uh, a real freedom and protection of individual rights. You know, yeah, and or I, we could go completely the other way because sometimes it goes off the chart totalitarian and the circle has to take a much longer path. Well, yeah, because you're seeing that from the aftermath of all of this stuff, right? Like the aftermath of what's going on right now is, and see, that's the unfortunate, that's the unfortunate part of a little bit of chaos with a little bit of chaos. You get a lot more crackdowns and censorship. And that's one of the things that we're seeing a lot right now in social media. Oh no, it's going crazy right now. It is going crazy, but we will have to talk about that in the second no, hour. No, we got another 10 minutes. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't, don't kick us out early, man. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, God damn it. <laughs> I, just, I thought that's what your thing meant of like, no, you were I was reeling them in, and so we had to I was, cut. I was, I was making a point of what a wonderful segue I did. You know, without actually saying it, because you don't like it when I mention what wonderful segues well, I did. True. And now, now because you fucked up on our time, you know, there's a clock right there. I put a clock right there. Yeah, I know. Um, now that you fucked up on our time, I thought we got here early, so I, I thought we started to at nine thirty on my own segue, which I'm trying not to do because I really enjoy stepping on my own segues. <laughs> which I don't know why I enjoy that, but anyway, I segued you perfectly for the social media censorship, and now you blew it. But go ahead and take us with. All right, so now because a lot of people were moving to Parlor. Well, no, no. Let me start off first. Off. Yeah, well, explain Let's what Parlor is. Yeah, no, no. Let me start first off. So right. because of that. Twitter initially banned Trump for like 12 hours from tweeting. Right. Has now permanently <laughs> deleted him off of Twitter. Facebook has banned him off of uh, Facebook for a undisclosed amount of time. Yeah. Indefinitely. Yeah. But in that, though, they've purged other people as well. They're purging other places as well. Now, if you've been paying attention at all to some of the, uh, the, the right side on social media, they've all been moving to this one place called Parler. Right. P-A-R-L-E-R. Now, I've had a Parler account for a while. I never really use it. And I kind of got off of it because I just didn't care. Um, and, and, and actually, between them and MeWe, I like MeWe better than Parler anyway. And then there's Minds, too. I keep getting notifications. Yeah, but I, don't, I haven't I don't, signed up for any of them. I, I don't do Minds either. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gotten a Minds account before, but I've basically made it a point to start eliminating much more of my social media only because like, I just, I'm kind of I'm kind of over all of it at I'm this point. I'm kind of over social media, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just getting kind of sick of it, though. But they've basically started the purge. Now, they've actually, Google and Apple have purged Parler from their play stores right so you can't it's harder to access that app to go on there because they're not cracking down on free speech on their platform because right. parlor who claims to be nonpartisan which I, I think that they're probably not I think that they are nonpartisan well they're but, I, they're predominantly you know hardcore right but I think that's just who signed up there yeah but that's they, that's who needed a new platform yeah you know because the, the you hardcore say, left you can say anything yeah, you want because here's the thing though like Twitter is so inconsistent in their in oh. who they're banning and who they're not banning. Absolutely, because like there are bad world leaders all over the globe that have killed all kinds of people that they're letting on the platform. But Trump, who again, did he do something that was bad? Eh, not nearly as bad as the Ayatollah of Iran. Like I mean, like seriously, like again, putting it into context, putting it into perspective. Right. Like, he, did he do anything that right that deserved him to get kicked off of the platform? I don't think so. I don't think he did. Um, and But because of that, they've banned him off of that. They've banned other people off of it. They're doing a, they're using these this time, which the media ginned up in order to use it as the justification to basically eliminate them off of social media. Right, right. Which and is what it, they're doing. And it's, it's going to become more and more pervasive. And at some point, this show is going to get kicked off of all the podcast things. You know, eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. At a certain point, I'd imagine it would be though. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know that for sure. It doesn't seem like Podbean's doing anything wrong. Like and that, when but. that happens, I, I want you uh, folks to, to march to the Capitol and I want you folks <laughs> to show them strength. 
<laughs> because they've don't, stolen the podcast from they've us. They've stolen the podcast. <laughs> I know you're hurting. I know you're hurting. They, they, we, it's a fraudulent podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it is truly amazing that we're, and we're in a weird zone because this is not government censorship. This is not a First Amendment issue. All these um, companies are, are private organizations, but by the same token, they are the platform. So it's it's as if, it's as if, all the paper producers in the 20th century said, uh, you know what? Um, we're only going to sell paper to people who write books that we agree with or to newspapers that publish information that we approve of. And that's really the problem. So I, I'm not saying that you know government should do anything about this but i think it is a real word or a weird time and it's not going to last somebody something's going to break with this but we're at a weird time right now where the industry the private corporations are the ones who control the conversation and unfortunately uh that has a that takes us a lot more towards a corporatocracy uh, because when you have people trying to influence a conversation that are driven by profit motive, uh, they're going to influence in such a way that benefits them. Mm -hmm. Look, you the thing that you have to understand is anyone that is trying to direct public sentiment, that is trying to um, you know, move the conversation to where they want it to go, is trying to influence you for a reason. Even what we do. You know, uh, yeah. we want to create a, you know, a, a free world, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when the corporations are doing it, they're going to be doing it for a either a political or a profit motive. And that's what, you know, you're going to see more and more of. And well, again, speech is going to be limited, not by the government, but by the corporations. And that's where we're going. Well, but th I think there's a difference between what we do and what a lot of other people do and what some of these larger corporations and some of these political interests do, though. And that we are very upfront and honest and transparent in where we're at and where we're trying to, where we want people to go. Oh, yeah. Where I believe that most of those other organizations that you're talking about do it through deceitful means. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're not honest about where they're at on Th it. They're trying to convince you that um yeah they're they're yeah they're they're not honest about it it's it's always like um they generate false controversy and false you're harming people when you know that sort of thing well, oh okay. we're not doing it for us we're doing it because you're hurting this you mm -hmm. know group of people or whatever you yeah. know something like that um so that's how they do it you yeah. know it's it's the reason that the the washington football team is no longer called the redskins because they offended no one but the media decided that someone should be offended about it yeah you know what and I'm it saying? was white people yeah right exactly like the indians weren't mad about that shit right right yeah it was an indian that called them the redskins right like it, it, and made the logo like, it's this like, it's i mean this, i didn't mean to go there i was just using yeah, that yeah, as an example it's like it's like this white guilt that is used all the time for things that should never been used for. And it's because people are scared to be called racist. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand that part. I understand. I wouldn't want to be called racist. Uh, I don't care. Call me a racist. But you don't, you don't care at that. Yeah. And you don't, but you don't care about anything anymore, though. No. <laughs> I give zero fucks what people think of me. Yes, you give zero fucks. Obviously, with what you're wearing this morning, you have you don't care at all. You know what? I'm in my own house. If I want to wear pajama bottoms. I actually like the shirt, though. I'm not going to lie. I like well, the shirt. It's a long john shirt. Yeah, I don't have a long john shirt anymore. I've had for this for reason. years. It's great. But would you, you know, I, I t would you go to Playboy Mansion and say, uh, Hugh, what? You're in a robe? Well, that's a silk robe, though. Yeah, it's still. Those aren't silk pants. This is my house. <laughs> I won't wear pajamas. I'll wear some goddamn pajamas. You don't like it? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. You know, you know what it is, Gus? You know what it is, Gus? <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth. She's a, she's a goonie goo goo. <laughs> goonie goo goo. <laughs> Your wife fast. She fall down the stairs. She break out the stairs, Gus. Oh, God. Eddie Murphy Rock. Classic. <laughs> classic. You know where our childhood was, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So, there is a major announcement that I do have to make, that, that I am going to make, though, but I am waiting until the second hour to make the announcement. Is okay. That be, and, and I'm doing this, actually, because 
because because of Trump, I'm actually going to be making a major announcement. But like again, we have to do that in the second hour. Well, if you want to hear uh, whatever this major announcement is, and I have no idea because uh, you know he Alex I, just then I told this. you yet. He hasn't told me yet. He just sprung it on me. But if you want to hear it, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up. For any level account, sign up for the highest accounts. You get a whole bunch of swag, uh, all kinds of great stuff. So we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>